Hello and welcome to another game podcast. It's an episode. It's gone on so long I've completely forgotten what we're... 79. <laughs> 79. Thank you. Thank you, John. Um, <clears throat> I'm Tom Hatfield and with me I've got, as usual, Jordan Erica Weber. Hello. And also the uh, <clears throat> the two hosts of the Toku podcast, Kate Gray and Holly Nielsen. Hello. Hello. Who They also do other things. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and again. That's <laughs> <a key> job. <laughs> Hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, we were a little bit late starting for today's podcast, so I thought I would ask people, what is their favourite delayed game? Oh, delayed as in, what, like it was delayed from release? Yeah, I, I'd say, I guess it's going to be ex- delayed pretty extensively, because almost everything is delayed a bit. That's uh, true, actually. <laughs> this yeah. year is like the year of delayed games, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I guess every year is the year of delayed games. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, specifically delayed games. Can I say a game that's going to come out in the future that I think I'll really like that has been delayed? Sure. Go on. We don't really have very strict rules with these questions. They're mostly a joke. Awesome. I'm going to go for The Legend of Zelda, which is coming out, but it's been delayed, and I don't really mind because it will be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for those who don't know, listeners, who don't know Holly and her work very well, Holly is an avid Zelda fan yes. who has tattoo. Of a tricor. I'm that that sad. I'm that person. (laughs) You're that cool, Holly. Mm. Yeah, that's what I tell myself. (laughs) What what is the new Zelda called, anyway? Uh, I don't think they've really announced it yet. It's just The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's just a working working title, I think. Okay, so I actually knew about this question ahead of time because it was actually my idea... Mm-hmm. And I told Tom to ask this question, and I've Googled for a list of delayed games. And I'm tempted to say Spore, because I mm. think that was a notoriously delayed game. Um, and even though when it came out, it was pretty rubbish, I've played like dozens, if not hundreds of hours of it, which I've spoken about on the podcast before. <laughs> it's like one of those really weird games that I just got really into, despite the fact that towards the end, you're not really doing very much. Like I was mm. trying to get to the center of the galaxy or whatever and you just repeat the same things over and over again and yet i played it for hours like my ex um he used to play gran turismo while i played spore and we've ended up i ended up with this weird like um connotation in my head where like if i hear the music from gran turismo it makes me think of spore (laughs) but like i guess we were both playing games that you just do the same thing over and over again and kind of got in a bit of a groove. It was like mutual meditation or something. Yeah, there's something ridiculously calming about a game where you just repeat yourself. Mm. Wasn't, yeah, that's probably um, my favourite. Wasn't Red Dead delayed back in mm. the day? I think so, yeah. That That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good answer. <laughs> how, Kate, how long did you play it before you started liking it? Uh... I'm pretty easy with games. I, I tend to like most games. And then everyone else goes, oh, God, that was a terrible game. And I'm like, it, was it? Uh, okay, sure. Um, like, everyone now hates Bioshock Infinite. And I like that game. So screw those people. Screw them all. I enjoyed it when I played it, Bioshock Infinite. But I tend to, I'm like the opposite. I tend to dislike games. So I played Red Dead Redemption. I was like, geez, this is boring. And I just <laughs> gave up after like an hour or two. Oh, I like that game. <laughs> as soon as the woman was cool, who owned that ranch, or her dad owned it, or whatever. Bonnie McFarlane, yeah. I think awesome. so, yeah. But then she, like, went indoors, and I couldn't find her again, and I had to be the guy, and, like, go and do guy stuff, like, kill people. And I was like, oh, I want to go talk <laughs> to that girl stuff. again. But... That's pretty much what I do all day. 
<laughs> what you just go around wrangling horses yeah. and capturing bad guys. Mm. No, it's that's that's how it works. Complete separation of the sexes. Women go shopping for shoes. I murder people. No, no, no. <laughs> she's running a ranch. <laughs> she's not shopping for shoes. <laughs> See, I'm yeah. different. I shop for shoes and murder people. So they, um... cheap shoes that way. It's yeah. like Bayonetta and murder people with your shoes. Yes. See, combine them, combine the both of them, and you get the best of both worlds. Um, I was going to say um, possibly Broken Age, actually. was delayed (gasps) multiple times, and in fact the second half still hasn't come out. Um, But I really, really loved the first half. Um, And assuming it doesn't suddenly get really terrible, um, yeah, it will probably be one of my favourites. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what I've been playing this week. Um, Is it redacted? Yeah. (laughs) Beep. (laughs) Have we? That's everyone, isn't it? That's a good segue there, Tom. Quick, grab it. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Um, well, <clears throat> obviously you've been playing uh, Brocade recently, but you can't speak about it, can't you? <laughs> that doesn't really nope. segue to anything else. <laughs> but I speaking can... of games that people have been playing... <clears throat> yes. Ooh, I've been playing something this week, mm-hmm. though I haven't had a chance to play much because it's been really boring deadline week. But other than that, I've been playing um, lots and lots of Monster Hunter 4 mm-hmm. um, because that's a nice one to kind of... I don't know, just grab your 3DS and do a hunt for like half an hour and then get back to whatever you were doing. Um, But yeah, I love it. I've put about 80 hours into it now and I really, really like it. It's a great game. Bloody hell, Holly. 80 hours. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's not I can't remember the last thing I... 80 hours. Crikey. Actually, that said, I have been playing the new Sims 4 expansion. (laughs) I've played quite a lot of that. Mm. I haven't played the Sims 4 at all. Is it good? I really like it. I mean, it's it's not, like, perfect. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, things that feel like they're missing if you got used to The Sims 3. Like, you can't just go into the town. You have to have a loading screen between, like, every lot that you travel to. And oh, on my okay. PC, they're, like, three seconds. But it still kind of feels like an added mental burden and it makes you not want to do it. Yeah. Like, um and I'm used to, when I play The Sims 3, I multitask a lot. So I'll like do send one character to do something and then switch mm. back to another one. But if they're in different locations, it's a real pain because you have to do the loading screen every time. Yeah. So it makes you just not want to bother, which is kind of weird. Mm. I've been playing the, actually, because I remember Origin did like, um, they did an offer where they had all of The Sims 2 games for free. For oh, yeah. So I got them and I've been like going back and playing The Sims 2 because I loved that game as a kid. And I, st- yeah. I still love it, but it is just like, it's all loading screens (laughs) i mean they're quite nice loading screens they have like nice music and stuff but yeah but i've been actually i've been quite enjoying like going back to that because that was a huge part of my teenage years but yeah Yeah. last time i I played sims it was the sims 3 and i downloaded all the expansion packs uh, legally and um i I was doing one (laughs) of those like to cough before you said legally there (laughs) i've just i've just got a i've just got a cough um (laughs) allergic to the word legally yeah but like I started this legacy family, which is where you're meant to have like 10 generations. And I got to about six and it was such an achievement. And then my game glitched out and it deleted everything. And I was like, no, and I just can't bring myself to go back. I can't oh, do it. Yeah. That happened to me every single time. I like don't a think few I... generations yeah. in and it just broke. It just shat itself, basically. Like it oh, couldn't God. handle however many Sims I'd made and it would just crap itself. I don't think I've ever played a game of The Sims without cheating. <laughs> Like I, I really? always cheat. Yeah, because I'm like I like 
because my favorite part of it is building the houses yeah like i like building the houses and if you like stick to the actual budget you just like create this little shitty shack and i'm like mm-hmm. no i want a pool and everything and yeah oh, geez i never yeah. build houses oh i love I, it i, I, I just move my sims into the ones that are already there oh i, I love doing the interior like as a kid i like i like the sims inspired me to want to be an interior designer but then I realized I have no artistic talent and <laughs> unless unless like there's a whole selection of wallpapers that I can just like press shift and they appear I'm pretty shit mm. but I loved it <laughs> so Gina Sims is basically grand designs yeah pretty much <laughs> it's pretty much grand like Kevin McLeod comes along and like judges me when I haven't like built a roof and it's raining but you know, <laughs> other than that it's brilliant <laughs> Holly, are you old enough to remember The Sims 1 or did you start with The Sims 2? No, I started with The Sims 1. I remember they had, um, I remember really liking, was it like the Magic Expansion Park? Oh yeah, Making Magic. That was I think it, it's yeah. Making Apostrophe as well, <laughs> not Making. Because that's cool and hip, Jordan, come on. <laughs> oh man, I had every single expansion for Sims 1 and Sims 2, <laughs> nearly all of them for Sims 3 as well. So the funny thing about the fact that I wrote this review for pc gamer of the new expansion is that the commenters decided that i'm biased because i hate the sims which oh. is just the funniest thing because it's probably the game i've played the most mm. i've been playing it since i was you know 10 or whatever but i gave it like a i gave the expansion like 64 or something and of course that's a terrible score oh yeah yeah anything under 80 is just the worst thing ever yeah so um yeah apparently i hate the sims <laughs> I got a very similar thing with my uh, <clears throat> when I reviewed the last Football Manager, because with both of those games is kind of lots of different approaches within it. I think so. Mm. It's uh, for me, I found it way too heavy on the simulationy stuff, and it just became really time consuming. Obviously, for some other people, that's the big draw. So they were like, "You just don't get it. You don't. You clearly don't like this game." I played 170 hours of that same game, by the way. Which I gave like 60 percent or something like that. <laughs> Kate. Speaking yep. of like horrible comments, you've had a few yes. uh, rough ones in your new capacity as what's your official job title? Uh, video producer. Thank you. Producer, producer at, slash presenter for Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox armor, as I like to call it, Xbon. Xbon. <laughs> is it just sound, is it a French one? Is it like Xbon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can have that, Kate. (laughs) Thanks. I'm so far removed from all the branding. I don't get to make any of these decisions. They're like, Kate, what do you think of this shade of green? And I'm like, oh, it's great. And they're like, oh, too late. We've already chosen it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what was that, Kate? You don't like it. Oh, that's too bad. (laughs) Yeah. Do they make but, you dress like in green clothes to go on the... No, uh, I'm not allowed to wear green because green screen, so... Mm. Ah. I'm not allowed to wear blue. <clears throat> it's possible they should have thought of that when they made green their big brand colour, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I've I've got a couple of green things, but, like... Yeah, yeah, I got told I wasn't allowed to wear red in front of green screen. Hmm. Interesting. Red yeah. is, like, my primary colour. Exactly. So, like, same. So I came on, and, like, I was so scared of getting the colour wrong, I just wore black every time. So I probably just looked like, I don't know, like Wednesday Adams of the games world. I bought I a yellow dress the other day. See, back Less in my day, it used to be blue screen. <laughs> back in your day. <laughs> <laughs> Which is oh, so because so almost everything I own is blue. Uh. <laughs> so what have you been playing, Kate? Or is, did you say, or am I, am I going <laughs> mad? No, I haven't. I haven't said. Um, what am I playing? I've been playing a lot of 
um, Pokemon Shuffle and Cooking Mama. Even though I don't like Cooking Mama, I keep going to it and being like, yeah, do some cooking. Um, <laughs> I finished Link Between Worlds. I want to start. A good game. Um, yeah, Kate, I know. Oh, Kate, yes. None of these are Xbox games. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but at the moment, like the only time I get to play Xbox games is like a two hour stream. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you think I mean, of Pokemon Shuffle? Because I've, I've been like having little goes at that. And yeah, it's, what do you not, think? it's not great, but I need yeah. a better like commute game. Yes, My exactly. It's too short to play a proper game. It's like only five minutes on the tube, but it's a 15 minute walk and you can't play games on a walk. Oh, I've tried. Ah. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I found exactly the same thing. So it's like, I, I needed just like a stupid little thing to keep me occupied mm. on the bus or on the tube. And like Monster Hunter, you can't do that because I'll start swearing on public mm-hmm. transport and I'll get like thrown out. Do you not do that anyway? I do that. I well, yeah, I do that Pokemon Shuffle. <laughs> I just get really into it. Yeah, you're like, no, Slowpoke! I think I broke it. I keep breaking what? games. And it's, How do you yeah. break Pokemon Shuffle? What did you do? This is going to be super boring, but I wanted to get a Mega Stone for, mm-hmm. for Slowpoke. Yeah. And because I didn't already have Slowpoke, it won't let me have it. So I went to Aww. get to Slowpoke, and now I have him, and it still won't give it to me. No, maybe it just doesn't you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe you're just bad at the game, Kate. Come on. <laughs> it's so easy. It so is. easy. It's like, appallingly easy. It's just mind-numbing. Mm. Pokemon yeah. Shuffle is a, it's a match-three game, right? Yeah, it's, a match, yeah. it's kind of a match-three game, but you can move... Um, you know how usually in match three games you just swap the pieces next to each other? In this mm. one, you can move them from anywhere on the board. Yeah. So, and it's not timed. You yeah. have a certain number of moves, but you can take as long as you want. <laughs> that doesn't sound challenging at all. No, it's not really. <laughs> Though I guess it's not meant to be. I guess it's yeah. not. You know, it's kind of designed, I'm guessing, towards the younger people. And me and Kate have just kind of jumped on it. Um, because we like the cute stuff. I mean, but... you guys are pretty young. Yeah, but I don't think we're quite the kind of five to ten market. <laughs> <laughs> you should, uh, you should um, <clears throat> get uh, Desert Golfing. I find that's the perfect commute game. Yeah. Because it is infinite and infinitely extensible. You could play it for like five, uh, for like a minute or half an hour, depending on how long it is. I've been playing a lot of um, a Bean Boy. Mm-hmm. It's like I I I just remember because um, I did just random mobile reviews for Sky ages ago, and nothing was out at the time. So I kind of went into like the darkest depths of iTunes <laughs> to try and find some kind of interesting release. And there's this one called Bean Boy, and it's really adorable and really fun to play on the tube. And also the music's really good, which is really surprising for a little game like that. It's just a one where it's like an infinite platformer, but you've just got to like make this little bean boy thing jump to each platform and collect stars and stuff. And it's really like addictive, but it's, it's such a good tube game. It's, it's good. I like to see just how far I can get in a tube journey because I'm really cool like that. <laughs> I really like this game alone um, for iOS. That's like you're a little spaceship and you just kind of very gently move your thumb up and down to steer it up and down. And you're going through like a like a cave tunnel and dodging things. Mm. Did you ever play like um, that flash game, that helicopter flash game? Oh, where, like, yeah. You hold down the mouse and it goes up and you let go and it goes down. Yeah. It's kind of like that. OK. But like a bit smoother and nicer looking. Yeah. Less uh, kind of panicky. Yeah. 
go look up who it's by. Usually uh, these things have the credits like mm, right on the front page. I remember playing that helicopter game in like every IT lesson. <laughs> I used to when play it in my lectures at uni. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. I still got a first. <laughs> Fat lot of good that's done me. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. Sorry, we kind of cut Holly off before she actually said anything about uh, Monster Hunter. Before we sort of digressed into the Sims. So. Sorry. Oh, um, Monster Hunter. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. I haven't played any of the other Monster Hunters properly before this. Um, I watched my brother play a lot of Monster Hunter 3 on the Wii, but it's the kind of game where I need to have it on a handheld to put the amount of hours in that you need to get something out of it. It's why I'm kind of tempted by Xenoblade Chronicles on the 3DS, because I would never be able to put in the amount of time if it was on a console. So it's just, it's, it's just so good. It's so charming. Like the, uh, the, the kind of writing for the characters, like the translation is done really well and it's so charming and kind of quirky and, and there's just like you will literally you'll be driven to playing hours and hours of game just to get a set of armor so then you can yeah. play more game it just it's just pitched so perfectly at that kind of it's kind of just the desire to want ever so slightly better stuff just pulls you through just endlessly all so I've ever good. heard anyone talking about is the armor. It kind of sounds like a fashion game. It is. Like, I, like, <laughs> I've got to the point now, because I would originally choose my armor at what looked best. Like, I wouldn't even look at the stats and just be like, no, that one looks nice. And I'd really wind my boyfriend up by doing that. <laughs> but now I've got to the point where I finished the main story and I'm up to like the S rank quests. And I wow. actually have to pay attention to what I'm doing now. So I have to wear like armor that isn't just, I haven't chosen it because it looks nice, but I have to wear it because it's got good stats and things. But then it just adds another layer of, okay, well, it's got to have good stats, but I also want to look really good. So it's that added extra level. <laughs> I have that problem with Skyrim. I'm like, I know this is the best armor, but it's so ugly that I just don't want to wear it. So I'm just going to go for the one that's slightly worse, but looks a lot nicer. Yeah, I, I end up doing that all the time. It's It's, yeah. They should they should really take that into account. <laughs> yeah. Need to get some fashion designers on the uh, staff. <laughs> like Deus Ex, didn't Deus Ex have a, have a famous fashion designer working with it? Yeah, I think Pip wrote think... about that. Yeah. Cuz the clothes be were amazing. Then. Yeah, cuz they were kind of all um oh, I can't remember which design it was now. I just remember that the kind of the costumes are all kind of really cool and like kind of almost Tudory with like big collars and things like that mm. yeah more games should do that it was yeah it was definitely going for a sort of cyberpunk slash renaissance mm, it was awesome are um, you guys looking forward to the new deus ex yes yeah, very much yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I played a little bit of the first one but um i should really play more before mm. i get excited about a new one what about you kate um well i'm gonna have to play it so i might as well be excited <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, life's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll summon up some enthusiasm for this. It's just, when you it's go just stealth side, games, guys. you know? Yeah, I hate stealth games. Yeah, I'm not a huge stealth person. Mm-hmm. It's why I've always struggled with Metal Gear Solid. Like, I remember I reviewed Grand Zeroes, and I can, like, tell, like, it's fantastically done. Like, the mechanics in it are amazing. I'm just not a huge fan of stealth games. Mm-hmm. But I guess I can kind of look past that and see that it is good. But yeah, I think it's just because I'm so bad at them. One of the original big selling points of Deus Ex was that you could theoretically play it however you wanted. 
um, but it is way it it really does push you towards playing it stealthily rather than just running in and shooting everyone. Yeah, that's I'm nice because like, a lot of stealth <clears throat> games are just like you kind of don't see why you should stealth because it's so much easier to not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, it's a bit like Dishonored if you play any of that. It's uh, yeah. Um, I think it kind of works best at those moments where you try and be stealthy and then you fail and then you're forced to desperately try and shoot everyone. Mm. Um, but even though you could charge in recklessly, you, it's, it's a little bit. And um, I think Human Revolution does this better than the original Deus Ex, where it was just that was just a bad option. It was terrible. You were bad at it, and it wasn't much fun. But uh, Human Revolution makes it a little easier, but possibly not still like a proper fifty-fifty balance. I just feel like charging in recklessly is how I live my actual <laughs> real life, I and I want to be able to replicate that in games. Having said that, actually, I did attempt a playthrough of um, of Dishonored with no stealth whatsoever, and it worked surprisingly well. If you just run directly at someone and and and, and sword fight everyone at once, like you're some mad Inigo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the Princess Bride. Oh no. no, I have seen that. Okay, good. Not that old. Though I think that was a case of people being like, oh, you have to see this movie <laughs> that came out like years and years ago. Mm. <laughs> cool. um, what have you been playing lately, John? Well, Broken Age, Act 2, but mm-hmm. no comment. Um, also, The Sims 4 Get to Work expansion, as I said earlier. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, you can you know, read my review on PC Gamer and it's on the website as well. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool, but the way they've set up, there's only three professions. So it's kind of like Sims 3 Ambitions, if, if you've ever played that. Like they bring in the, the ability to follow your Sims to their jobs and like control them during mm-hmm. the working day. But there's only three. There's detective, doctor and scientist. And um, you basically end up like repeating the same actions and just filling out a to do list like that just gives you progress for doing the things it decides it wants you to do that day. Like today you need to if you're a doctor like wash your hands three times and deliver food to a patient like and you just do the things it tells you to instead of so like you'll end up with loads of people queued up at the reception desk but instead of just sorting them out like you would if you were a proper doctor you just do the things that it's decided it wants you to do that day and like just you just like, end up repeating yourself it's like why is dr weber just washing her hands over and over again <laughs> and it's because it's stuff like go to the staff room and drink coffee and like tell a not safe for work joke to your colleague and all this oh, kind God. of stuff so it's like but um i mean it's pretty funny and like the animations and stuff are pretty cool and you get you unlock stuff for progressing through the careers but like i kind of feel like once you've done it once you will just go back to the normal careers where you get to not control your sims during the day so that you can focus on other stuff like it's really hard to also get your sims like their lifetime ambition or whatever if you're also working them through a career because there aren't any new ones to go hand in hand with the new career tracks so like you might be simultaneously trying to get someone to the top of the scientist career path and also have them go on lots of dates with different people because that's their lifetime ambition and you can't really do both because there's just not enough time in the day i guess it's an accurate simulation of real life in that respect but it doesn't make for a very fun game Mm. so um you can also run a shop that's pretty cool and you can sell anything but like um, my Sim had a clothes shop and she was trying to sell her baked goods at the same time and nobody wanted them, which is <laughs> oh, very sucks. unrealistic. Can you sell your children? <laughs> no, any question we all want to know. 
Children, I mean, in The Sims, babies are pretty much things. They don't do anything. No, you just you put, put them put down. Them, yeah, you put them down while you, like, make some food just on the yeah. floor. <laughs> and they just the lie there. Floor. Yeah. They don't even try to move. Babies are rubbish. <laughs> in real life and in The Sims. <laughs> yeah. But you probably can't sell them in real life. <laughs> Have you seen The Sims creepy baby glitch? Yes. Oh, I've seen a few, like, where their faces are really big and stuff like that. Well, I haven't seen this. Oh, I'm going to have to put a link in the uh, script sure there, aren't I? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um. <laughs> Let's check out these creepy babies. Do you know what's cool about The Sims 4? There's a, there's now a woohoo skill. Or potentially, perhaps not a skill, but like my sim was having sex with lots of different people and it was very disappointing every time. She kept having like really terrible woohoo experiences. Is that part of the emotional state thing, perhaps? I don't know. It, I think it's a mix of like how um, close they are to each other and their mm. emotional state and like potentially how many times they've done it. Because, you know, in real life, the sex gets better, like the more you get to know each other and stuff mm-hmm. i guess that's kind of modeled in the sims which i thought was really cool but my sim kept having disappointing encounters which weren't really mm. helping after a work day maybe they were this sad, make so me want to play the sims <laughs> maybe they're sad so they're all solemn shags <laughs> <laughs> like captain america <laughs> yay taku reference <laughs> he definitely you guys are so right he definitely would be a very solemn shag exactly he wouldn't be very fun you know, no. he wouldn't be like Iron Man. He'd be like well up for it. As I was explaining beforehand, uh, it's, I, it, I believe it's canon that Captain America in the movies is a virgin. Well, is it? not when I get my hands on him. <laughs> Sorry, <Cara>. poor man. You <laughs> <laughs> won't know what's hit him. Literally. <laughs> God, I'm just looking at these baby things, and they're terrifying. The first Which one, one? wears fingers of like. Which one would you rather have out of all of those babies? <laughs> you have to have babies. one. Oh, I have God, to have one. Terrifying. Okay. Yeah. Um, would you go for creepy long fingers, baby? No, no, definitely not long fingers. Eyes like popping fingers. out of his face, baby. <laughs> no. Oh, I don't. Okay, I'd maybe go for the eyes one. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go for the eyes one because the long limbs is really freaking me out. I don't want to be too gross here, but like, um, I've, I've seen, uh, things that can go wrong with babies book with pictures. Oh God, think, why? Um, I used to go out with someone who was doing medicine. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they, okay. they were learning about kind of, um, I can't remember what exactly it is, but things that go wrong with babies and, okay. you know, just, Oh God. Oh God. Nightmares for days. Okay. Uh. Does it put you off having children forever? No, I mean, like, <laughs> the chances of having, like, he's born without skin is pretty oh. low. Um, oh my god, that's terrifying. Yeah. But, you know, so The Sims is, is really nothing in comparison, because you can probably <laughs> just, like, delete them. Um, oh god, this is getting <laughs> really horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, or sell them in your baby shop as you've tried yeah. to, you know, create. Yeah, baby shop. I, I remember try with- that. I remember with The Sims, I always used to have, because I remember one time I was like, okay, well, every time I play it, I always have a really weird family. So this time I'm going to create a really normal guy and try and play it normally. So I was like, okay, he's going to be really normal. He's going to be, I don't know, become a scientist or something. So he was looking out at a, uh, like through his, like, oh, I was going to say periscope, but that's not the right word, telescope. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then all of a sudden he gets abducted by aliens and gets impregnated with an alien baby. And I was like, no, Sims, this is the one time I wanted to be normal. And I got, re- I got really annoyed <laughs> and I just never went back to him. So I don't know what happened to him and his alien baby. But yeah. 
Cool. <laughs> I, made, I made a green... I think I've told this story before on the podcast, but I made a guy with green skin so to test the genetics system mm. in The Sims 3, and I made him have sex with like half the women in the town and impregnate them so that I could see what percentage of the babies had green skin. <laughs> That's terrifying. It was 50-50. Oh. He was like That's that doctor who did like gave his sperm to like all the women in a town. Oh, Oh, Ew. God. What? This sounds like something out of the X-Files. No, that happened in real life. There was this doctor. It is also was, an oh. episode of the X-Files. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I just, I had my, um, this is the legacy one again. I had my founder of the legacy um, make, like, have, have babies with a vampire. So it kind of messed up the generations for ages because they're all just immortal. So you'd have like great, great, great grandparents being like getting it, getting down with their sort of relatives. Oh, yeah. I used to kick my ones out. I'd keep like one (laughs) of the children and then I'd kick the rest out into the town and they'd just do their own thing. So they'd end up hooking up with like their great uncles and stuff. Oh. Because the town would just, yeah. Sims is weird, y'all. Oh, it's so good though. (laughs) It really only takes someone to say Sims and then I want to play it straight away. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I can't believe that guy. Actually, two people on the PC Gamer review. Oh, you must hate The Sims. You're obviously biased. <laughs> I don't understand why hating something is, like, bias. Like, surely love... I, I, I never understand that argument. But, yeah. I don't know. Should I not I think, bring this up now? Video <laughs> <laughs> game reviewers are supposed <laughs> to have let's no emotions. Up no, yeah. We should all be like The Sims and just going around... Having sex with everything? No, that's not all You right. guys don't do that? <laughs> <laughs> Holly. Sorry. <laughs> I've learned a lot from The Sims. <laughs> what have you been playing, Tom? I think, are you the last one to discuss that? I think so. Uh, I've been playing uh, lots of Pillars of Eternity. Um, and by lots, I mean I repeatedly started it, decided I wanted a different character, restarted it, stayed at the character creation dreams for several hours, <coughs> and other such things. Are you playing a monk? Uh, no, um, I'm playing a rogue at the moment, I think. Oh, I thought everyone was being a monk. <laughs> uh, I really yeah. want to play that game, is it good? Um, I'm really enjoying it so far, yeah. It's um, full of nice little um, interesting bits of writing and such like, as most Obsidian games are, but because it's all, you know, um, <clears throat> the Infinity Engine and it's relatively, you know, retro, it means it's not as hideously broken as most modern obsidian games are. Tom, if I, for example, was someone who was quite young and hadn't really played any of mm. these old-fashioned RPGs, if my first experience of RPGs was like Fallout and Mass Effect, Fallout mm. 3, that is, and Mass Effect, would I find this game quite difficult to play and, like, inaccessible? Such an interesting point. Um, I think... <clears throat> um, it's probably yeah more complicated than um, most of the uh, than most things like uh, Fallout's or um, Mass Effects in terms of like there's quite a complicated uh, combat system going on there mm. uh, that's more akin to maybe um, the first Dragon Age or um, uh. or uh, or some of the more complex systems in Final Fantasies or something like that just in terms of there's actual things going on it's not just point everyone at each other and they throw fireballs until everything dies. Oh, but that's my favourite kind. <laughs> so um, there's uh, other lads that I have no idea what happens if you put it down too easy. Maybe it does turn into that. 
Um, so there's a lot more emphasis on giving everyone an interesting ability to do or something like that. Like even the bog standard fighter guys have this huge thing where they, um, where two people are next to each other, basically. You can't move away from them. Uh, if you're next to an enemy, you can't move away from them without them essentially getting a free chance to smack you around the back of the head for trying to leave. Um, and fighters have a bunch of abilities that basically let them do that to multiple enemies at once. So they become this big, um, so they become this big presence in the middle of the fight and no one can get away from them. So you're, the idea is to tie up all the enemies while keeping your own guys free. Um, I found that quite interesting. Uh, but from like a, from like a, um, writing point of view, obviously there's like, um, it doesn't place the kind of emphasis on voice acting that say Mass Effect does because there's not a lot of games that do. Um, it's a lot more text, but it's still, um, <coughs> the same kind of story driven stuff. Um, is there simple. a, it's, is there romance in it? There isn't actually. It de-emphasizes the sort of. It's not as much about like companions as Bioware games are. No. It's more about um, the world and the places within it and your own characters' interactions. And it, it, to such an extent that, in fact, um, although there are like named NPCs with backstories and stuff like that, you can instead just um, go to a pub and create a like generic level two adventurer with um, exactly the stats you want, but no personality whatsoever. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Which I haven't done much else so far. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, I don't know why it's pubs, but it is. I guess because you all meet in and is a classic like RPG thing. Um, but yeah, I was just uh, heading in. I was like, oh yeah, I'd like um, a packet of crisp, two pints of bitter, <laughs> and can I get a level three thief? Uh, <laughs> The fact that there's no romance in it makes me infinitely less interested than I was before. <laughs> I think that's my favourite part of like Bioware games and stuff. Yeah, it is interesting. That Obsidian games and Bioware games are very similar in a lot of ways, but the big one is that the Bioware method is, is it's, it's a character piece, basically. It's all about the, the companions, the people you meet along the way. Um, and Pillars especially is trying to, I think, try and do, go a different direction to that. Um <clears throat> But it is interesting in that they've, it's a very retro game, but they've also clearly not, not try, just trying to reinvent the old games. Like all the stuff I said about the combat system that's far more interesting and elaborate than it used to be. Um, they've done some really interesting things within the games as well. One of the cool things, uh, about it is that, uh, they give your, um, protagonist a cool power whereby you can see in, uh, you can see into people's souls. And that gives you a kind oh, of. Oh, can you guys not do that? <laughs> <laughs> Only when I look at you. Um, <laughs> I don't have a soul, Tom. Um, <laughs> nice try. <laughs> which kind of gives you this sort of slightly psychic overtone that gives you little details. There'll be like people running around town, and you'll you know click on them, take a look at uh, take a look inside them, and you'll get some like brief snippet of fiction that relates to um, that time they were in a, sol- a soldier in a war they lost, or um, you know the um, or the um, tale of a woman they loved that left them, or something like that. Um, it's a really interesting way to throw in little bits of colour. It kind of reminds me of Dishonored's heart thing. Oh, you know, where you point yeah. it at people and it gives you some very lyrical description of how, usually how sad they are because everyone's, every, everything's shitty in Dishonored world. Oh. <laughs> everyone's, it's all kind of bleak. It's a, you know, it's, it's a city that made out of whales in the middle of a rat plague. It's not a pleasant place to be. Uh, but yeah, um, so that's really interesting. It's also a very kind of, uh, an interesting sort of magic technology approach. Like, there's actually guns in that game, which they aren't in most, you know, generic fantasy RPGs. Does it feel um, off? Like, do they feel out of place? Not really, no, because they approach it in an interesting way, um, in that 
there's not a huge amount of difference between um, as far as, as as far as a lot of people in uh, the world are concerned, magic is just a kind of science. Um, so there's people who you know uh, there's people called animancers who do sorts of magic involving souls, but they they consider themselves scientists and they're trying to they're trying to do this to research you know how to cure diseases and make people live longer and such like. Um, so one of the great ones is again fairly early on. There's this talk about how this previous war was ended by something called the God Hammer. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, is that like the name of a grand, of a great hero? Is it the huge magical spell? No, it's a really big bomb. <laughs> and, the, and this like, uh, there was this huge like religious war that was ended when they blew up the guy who started it with an enormous fucking bomb. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, like, what the hell is? What's that nuclear thing that the politicians keep arguing about spending money on in our trident? Country? Trident, yeah. right? So we give them stupid names <laughs> as well. True. I would be a little bit more worried if they called it the God Hammer. Yeah, it's not a kind of thing you want to hear. What is your you want to sound say? it? You want to make it not sound cool so that people yeah. don't want to use it. You want to call it like you know Kenneth. whatever with like a load of numbers after it. Yeah. Kenneth one two five. Mm. Yeah. To be honest, new... if I if I had one called Kenneth, I would just be like. Don't fire Kenneth. I'd like to fall in love with Kenneth. It would be a beautiful story. Never name the bomb. The illicit relationship between Kate Gray, games journalist, and a nuclear device. Do you not find whenever you name something, you just get ridiculously attached to it, no matter what it is? Really? No soul. But I think I think I've just found my new fan fiction. I'm going to write. Yeah. yeah. I, to be honest, I would not be surprised if someone made a dating sim out of this. Uh... Next week on Toku Podcast. This, this is, There's got to this... be some amazing like Mills and Boone novel name like the bomb that learned to love. <laughs> we know, isn't that? There's a love film. in a time of apocalypse. Oh, very. Good. Oh no, but that sounds good. I don't want to. I can't have that. Love at Defcon One. Oh. <laughs> How he nuked my heart. <laughs> it could be like the description could be one's fiery and explosive and the other one's a bomb. <laughs> oh, Holly. Should we move on say, to questions, um, guys? Sure. I was just going to mention that uh, I was actually thinking this the other day that we kind of live in this wonderful time now where that when uh, game journalists make really silly jokes about things, someone actually turns them into a game. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, Someone made a game out of Kara's old joke about uh, sh- uh, Shadow of uh, Shadow of Mordor being an orc dating sim. <gasps> Did they? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that is actually a thing now. Um, did so you yeah, see the harmonics dating sim they made for um, April Fool's Day? I did. I think know. it was. It was like um, romance central instead of dance central. <laughs> And you just, it's all the dancers from Dance Central mm. and you just have to like um, go out on dates with them and pick the right options to get them to like you. You do like a little personality test and then it gives you what dancer it thinks you'd be attracted to. <laughs> and mine was like one of the girls. I was like, all right, fine. I'll just go with it. <laughs> I, uh, but, um, uh, the date I, didn't go well. I should pitch some, uh, to them one of, uh, um, a, a friend of mine once made a game called Dance Dance Russian Revolution. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they should do that for a future in Devil Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now that we've devolved into utter silliness, Tom, um, sure. I asked Twitter for a load of would you rather questions, but did we get any that aren't in that format? Because I'll just, I'll fire them at Kate and Holly after we've cleared any actually serious questions. Uh, sure, ones I got that aren't would you rather questions. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so, uh, Dan Pierce asks, which game would you like to, uh, would you most like to erase from existence? Um, hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. 
Um, Because you can take it in two ways. It could be either like, which game do you hate or which game would you would you be like interested in the outcome Mm. that hadn't existed? I'm going to go for uh, Call of Duty. Let's see how oh. that one turns out. <laughs> but then it would just. What are you going to blame now, huh? Which Call of Duty though? Uh, all of them. All, all of them. Ones? Just okay. the whole thing. I know well, the first one, and none of them ever exist. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> I think I yeah. would get rid of. I don't know something. Something that I would get rid of the first Sonic. <gasps> oh my gosh! So many of our Please. listeners are going to be. So I want to get Adventure Two. Yes, I love Sonic Adventure Two, but I I would wonder if we didn't have Sonic, who would be the thing that we would hate. Like, mm. who would we hate? Blue Mario. I don't know. Bandicoot. Yeah. What would I, happen? I, 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 I actually, I'm kind of curious what would happen if you just wiped Mario out of existence. What the, the entirety of games would surely change? Yeah. <laughs> Zelda would be no. <laughs> I just <laughs> Space Invaders. Let's just shoot. get rid of Space Invaders. Get rid of Pong and let's see where we end up. <laughs> I've just got an image of like of like Doc pulling up in his like DeLorean and be like, Holly, <laughs> we've got to get rid of one game. And then I've got to I've got to quickly choose. And I think I'm going to go for Pong just to see where games go after how that. We, how do we get rid of them? Are we like killing the person who invented them? Or do no, we I've just like... Because oh, that would change my answer. If it's one game developer <laughs> you want to kill, I've got to give this some more thought. I've got a really... No, I imagine like I've got a really futuristic virus and I like put it on a floppy disk and like plug it in somewhere. <laughs> a futuristic virus on a floppy disk, Holly. Yeah. And got just, this right. Yeah, just stick it in and then there'll be all the kind of ones and zeros and then it would all be good. <laughs> that sounds super smart. Mm. You clearly know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. I've done this before, Kate. <laughs> it's got like a one and a zero and maybe two i don't know exactly i've got my delorean out the back and it has been it's gone back to the early 80s many a time <laughs> <laughs> uh football manager <laughs> <laughs> i certainly get a lot more time back in my life yeah <laughs> no i don't know actually there's no like i'm trying to think if there's any games that i've played where i've been like i really wish i could get that time of my life back Mm-hmm. But I can't if, really think of any. If we delete Shenmue from existence, do you think quick time events will never exist? Oh, <laughs> I think be a lot of games people would have no reference to go to because, like, the number of times people are like, oh my god, Shenmue is the best game. Oh, do you know what? <laughs> Fuck it, Half Life. I was going to say Half Life just yeah. to see, yeah, to stop people moaning. I'm so fed up of people older than me being like, oh my god, Half Life. But if Half Life didn't exist, Steam might not exist. Uh, very true. I know, actually, yeah, I would preemptively delete Half Life 3 from existence if it does exist. Yeah, that's a good idea. Now everyone's going to blame you, Tom, when it never comes out. They'll be like, oh, it's because of what Tom said on that podcast. I would get rid of 3, but then make sure that they released 4. So there's always a gap. <laughs> <laughs> Just really annoy people. Mm. The, um, uh, the, the Leisure Suit Larry games did that. They actually just skipped from like I think it was from three to five, and then made references to a game four that never existed. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's quite funny. <laughs> it's a shame it was just a Leisure Suit Larry game and not. Yeah, something I haven't actually played Leisure Suit Larry games. This is entirely from Richard Cobbett's uh, columns that I've got this piece of information. So if it's false, sue him. <laughs> Did we get any other serious questions? Um, just what? Just a. Uh, Frank uh, Selavoid or Vold Selavold, sorry. Uh, what is best in life? <laughs> Just, uh, uh, games. Games are best in life. They uh, tea because I've got a cup of tea <laughs> next to me and it's it's really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Good answer. Woo-hoo. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> really, really good woohoo experience. <laughs> One of the joys of life. Mm. But mm. only in The Sims and on a pixely screen. <laughs> Nowhere else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if The Sims actually... I wonder if it's actually great doing the um, Fallout 2 thing and, and racing your woohoo depending on your skills. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might have to, like, interview... Fuck it, like, no one steal this. I'm going to go interview <laughs> one of the developers about the mechanics of sex in The Sims. <laughs> this is this is the article I was born to write, you guys. I'm sure there'll be lots of people who want it, to be honest. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, that's all the questions I have. You have some as well, John. Okay, I asked for would you rather questions to give to Kate and Holly, so we're off the hook. We don't have to answer these. Um, Andrew Armstrong asks, would you rather be... So he doesn't get the point of this because there's only supposed to be two. But he asks, would you rather be a player, an NPC or a villain? Kate. Villain, easily. Um, but which villain? Mm. Wait, is this in games? Can I be yeah. a villain in games or can I be like a fairy tale villain? Because they get the coolest outfits. <laughs> oh, like in Once Upon a Time. Yeah. I've Just like spiky that. collars and weird hats and horns. You know Loads of horns. Speaking nothing, of nothing is stopping you from wearing that in your normal life, Kate. Mm. You know, you shouldn't let society norms. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I ran into Kate at Resident immediately after she announced that she was switching sides to uh, to work for Xbox. You turn up in like a black what? leather jacket with big with uh, <laughs> with uh, yeah, pronounced glasses and pronounce yourself nigger Kate. I think the only problem <laughs> so with did that you is... have like a lime green outfit on, and were you just like running off slime like the original Xbox? <laughs> yeah, like. The only problem with wearing cool spiky dresses is that I'm also not allowed to wear those on set because <laughs> they take up all the screen and I can't have a co-host because I keep stabbing him in the, in the eyes. So, you know. Mm. I think I'd be I'd want to be an NPC because then I could just get on with my life. And, and they'd only have like them. two lines of dialogue. Yeah, so. you just go back and forth from the same spot like over and over again. So I'd be got... like, Holly, do you take this man to be your husband? You'd be like, I run the shop around here. And they'd be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I would No, I'd specifically want to be an NPC. Also, in apparently you come from the southwest in this. <laughs> I would, because I would... it's oblivion, so they've all got <laughs> regional because, accents. Because then, it's, I think it's like two people did all the voices for oblivion. And so like you'll get like this kind of like beggar coming up to you and be like, can I have a coin, kind lady? And then like afterwards it'll be like, thank you for that. And then they'll start talking to someone else with, have you been looking at mud crabs lately? And I would just want to have that array of voices. I think that would be awesome. I want to be an oblivion NPC. Oh, <laughs> that's <Okay>. nice. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, Wes Williams asks, would you rather be stuck in a dark warehouse with a xenomorph? I think, is that how you say it? I Tom? think so, yeah. Right, yeah. or an animatronic teddy bear? Animatronic teddy bear. Are we talking like the size of a teddy bear or the size of a human? I think it's a reference to Five Nights at Freddy's. So it's either alien. How big are those ones? I'm refusing to play no that idea. game, so. <laughs> they're like, they're just either. bigger than human size, I think. Oh, no, screw that. <laughs> Well, I'd rather so that than, a, than an alien. I, mean, I don't I'm, know, maybe it's a friendly one. Maybe it's a nice xenomorph. It's like, we've only well, seen one of them. Maybe it's a nice animatronic. It could be like, you know. Hashtag not all xenomorphs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a nice animatronic. It could be like, it's a small, small world kind of animatronic where it's kind of scary, but means you know. Those are creepy. I'd yeah, rather be they don't in a room with a man-eating alien. Yeah but, they're, they're, but their blood isn't acid because they don't have blood. 
you know, not or they just have horrible robot arms. Yeah, but all you've got to do for a robot is unplug it. It's an animatronic. <laughs> it needs electricity. All right. Smarty Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. All you have to do with a xenomorph is stab it. Yeah, so, but then you get acid and it burns you. Come on, Kate. I'm wearing a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing your Xbox suit so it protects you against acid? Yeah, they think uh, of everything. It's very <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay, Dominic okay. Wood asks, if one of your group was forced to do Outlast or any horror game in real life, or IRL, as he's typed it, who would volunteer to do it? Not me. Out of you two. <laughs> no. Not it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bagsy, not me. <laughs> I guess it's you then, Kate. Yeah, sorry, Kate. Oh. You've had some fun okay. playing horror games on streams recently, haven't you? <laughs> well, I was going to say, Outlast is um, <clears throat> is about someone investigating a secure mental health facility, and I did actually used to work in one. So, <laughs> well, so you wouldn't mind. Well, you, you can do it. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I doubt it was quite as gothic or yeah. as the one in any I of the ones in the video games. I'd like to... Like, think that you didn't work in one like that because otherwise I feel really bad for you. <laughs> you know the, uh, the Outlast games? They're the ones, are they the ones that have the two twin boys who have their, their winkies out? Oh. What? I think I don't they know. Are. I've only played the beginning of the latest Outlast, I think. I haven't played. Is there more than one? I don't even know what I'm talking about. I've played There's the beginning of one of them. There's a horror game that came out recently on PlayStation Plus and my friend was at my house playing it and I was like, hold on, hold on, stop. Those men are naked and they've got their willies out. And they're like twin boys, like men, not boys. Oh. And they've just I got their I have no idea. Out. The only, like, men things I've seen in games recently is The Order. So, I'd Oh, yeah. That. that scene, I talked about that on the episode where I talked about The Order, mm. um, which I think Tom named episode 1886, 1876. That's pretty um, yeah. Good wang to boob ratio was the title <laughs> of the episode. Because it's true though. I, I noticed that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's good. You know. I only saw one boob and I saw two wangs. To be exactly. honest, Jordan, I consider you the authority on wangs in games. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. My friend Ed Smith, who we had on the podcast, mm. we were at Eurogamer last year and we were having a conversation in the pub about wangs in games and he just reeled off a list. <laughs> <laughs> he just knew them all. It was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, next question is from Matthew Jones. Not the Matthew Jones who does Oh No Video Games, but a different Matthew Jones mm-hmm. who asks, would you rather erase the first 10 years of gaming history or the last, the first 10 years or the last 10 years? Well, would that have an impact on what has happened since or is it just from our memories? I presume it wouldn't, but I don't remember the last 10 years, uh, the first 10 years, because I wasn't alive then. Yeah, same. So screw it. What I don't remember. So first 10 years, because I'm selfish. <laughs> I watched I watched a documentary on Atari and by the sounds of it, it was just all of them getting drunk and taking drugs in a hot tub. So they that sounds that. awesome. <laughs> so, so we can take it away either. from them. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> if we can't have it, no one can. To be honest, yeah, the first they probably a lot less happened in the first 10 so, in fact, but, also but it was a lot important in the last ten. Mm-hmm. Like deleting the last ten years of video games would also mean deleting Gamergate. <sighs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess we've made a lot of positive progress as well in the last ten years. Mm. So I got my job in the last ten years. So <laughs> that is true. I'd rather not get rid of that. <laughs> but, I mean, if you delete, like, 
there's so little happen. The, first, the very first ten years, you probably would stop even before you got to Pong. Because, like, I'm looking this up now. Tennis for Two is 1958. So, Jeez. Oh, screw it. Let's <laughs> just delete that. Yeah, yeah. come to that. Who cares? <laughs> uh, Tanked Up asks, Would you rather play one game forever or one minute of every new release game? Can I choose the game? Yes. <laughs> okay, I assume I'll prob- so. I'll probably play Oblivion forever mm. because I already played about five, like 500 hours. Fucking hell, Holly. <laughs> How old are you? I, well, that came out when I was... Oh, fuck. When did it come out? 2000 and... Oh, wait. I'm going to have to look this up. But I was fairly young, so I didn't have a lot to do with my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but have you had that many hours in your life, Holly, so far? I mean, you're very young. Yeah, I've, I've, I like to think I've had more than, like... How much is 24 hours and 500? I don't know. I'm going to buy her 20, 20 days. Is that right? <laughs> I'm working it out as we speak. Yes, 20 days. It's 2006. Yeah, so I was 12 when that came out. So oh, man. what do you have to do when you're 12? Not much apart from go around <laughs> Oblivion and talk to potato-headed NPCs with weird voices. Just like real life. Think, man, when exactly. I grow up, I want to be just like that. <laughs> I would be, you see that kind of potato-headed wood elf over there who keeps talking about mud crabs? That's my <laughs> dream. <laughs> it's, it's funny because the only two people I've ever seen who've said... Um, um, who've whose favourite Elder Scrolls game is Oblivion are people exactly in your as you and Dan Pierce. Well that's the thing because I think we were just a bit too young for Morrowind mm. and then Skyrim I don't know I, I really like Skyrim and it's better in, than Oblivion in almost every way apart from level design like mm. the kind of levels in Oblivion were so much more interesting and quirky and they had that kind of weird dark Bethesda sense of humour that Morrowind and Oblivion have, but it was just a bit po-faced Skyrim. It was just a bit kind of, meh, bit boring. Bit kind of, everyone is a bit too serious. They didn't have that kind of weird dark humour that the other ones have. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I just yeah. found Oblivion too, like, beige. I just couldn't. Oh, if you found Oblivion beige, you would struggle with Morrowind. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah. definitely would. I'm too young for Morrowind. Like, I just can't go back to old games. I find it really difficult. I'm just going to mod, like, mod the shit out of it and play it. I still need to play it. It's on my list of things I really, really need to play. I've played a tiny bit of it, but I need to properly sit down with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is all the questions I have. Oh, wait, has everyone else answered? Kate, would you rather play one game forever or one minute of every new release game? I would play one minute of every new release and I would make it my thing. I'd turn it into a video series and make loads of money. The end. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> I think yeah. I'd probably play Sims forever. Yeah. That's true. I, I think my yeah, my job is kind of contingent on picking the second one. One minute that every is new true. game. True. But like if Kate's already doing that, then how are we gonna make money from it as well? <clears throat> I, well is everyone in the world making the same choice? That's well, we can't, difficult. All of us are at least. Right? <laughs> so we can't you know, you can't review a game based off a minute of gameplay, despite what some people who comment on reviews might think. Or that they can review games based on, like, videos they've watched, which have made them decide that the game is going to be good before they've even played it. I'm just uh, just picturing this as, like, you know, it's, this would just restructure game journalism completely. You'd write, you'd write something based on playing something for one minute, and half the other people would be like, yeah, but I already picked my one game, so... Oh, do you know what, though? <laughs> it would get rid of stupid cutscenes and stuff, like, at the beginning of the order. I think you play that game for, like, eight minutes before you actually get mm. to do anything. Yeah, that is pretty ridiculous. And so you wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to do that in games because the poor people who can only play for a minute wouldn't be able to play anything. 
That's true. A lot of it would just be like watching a movie. Mm. So I guess the people who like uh, are committing to one game forever would have to like constantly follow the people who've chosen to play every game to, to, just so they can decide which one's going to be their one game. They would get really upset if then they didn't like the one you recommended. So do you reckon they wouldn't <laughs> be able to play anything until they'd chosen their one game? They're just paralysed in this, like, <laughs> I want to choose, but like, what if something really good comes out next year and then I regret my choice? <laughs> <laughs> This is basically a horrible dystopia. <laughs> yeah. I, I much prefer things the way they are now. Uh, anyway, I think, is that all the questions? That is all the questions I have. In that case, shall we wrap up? Yes. You're in charge, Tom. Take oh, wait, I am, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'll cut this bit so I know it looks like I know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's all the questions we've uh, had for this week. If you'd like to send us any more questions, you can send them to at Podcast. Or send them to our email address at notagamepodcast at gmail.com. We actually answered a question from there recently, uh, which we haven't done in a long time. Tom um, says he would check it regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to uh, follow um, follow us personally, I am at Word Mercenary on Twitter. I'm at Jawsu, which is J-A-W-S-E-W. Holly? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm at Nielsen underscore Holly, and it's N-I-E-L-S-E-N underscore H-O-L-L-Y. Kate? And I'm How Not to Draw, spelled like it sounds. <laughs> and this is the point in the podcast where we give you like five minutes to pimp your new podcast, which is called Podcast, which we mentioned very briefly in the intro, but I don't think we've done credit to. Yeah, we've just we started up a podcast called Toku and it's me and Kate basically talking about all the things we like. Um, so <laughs> games and TV and films and cooking and books. books. Yeah, biscuits. Lots yeah. of biscuits. So many biscuits. I know. The problem is, we started talking about biscuits, and now everyone just sends us biscuit questions. <laughs> yeah, we might as well just turn it into a biscuit podcast. It'd Pretty be easier. Much. We'll just turn into massive gingerbread men. <laughs> oh, I love gingerbread, gingerbread women, people. Ollie. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> gingerbread women. <laughs> mm. But yeah, and we've done two episodes, and we are planning to release an episode every Tuesday at 3 p.m. And you can follow us at, at @taku underscore podcast, and then we have a Tumblr and an Instagram and a Facebook, all of which are Taku Podcast. And yeah, it's going all right. We're cool. going to be on iTunes soon. Yes, we, we soon. Keep on, people keep on asking this, and we're like, soon we will be soon. there soon. It we're is on actually SoundCloud. happening. We're on SoundCloud yeah. and, oh, what's it called? RRS? RSS? RSS. We have an RSS. RSS. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're still, it's one of them. <laughs> yeah. We're still waiting for iTunes, but we will be there eventually. Cool. All right. Well, then, um, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, say goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.